Hello, my name is John Donahue and welcome to the Bite Size Weight Loss Podcast with Human Design. As always, my aim with this podcast is to give you simple, easy-to-use strategies, tips and insights to master the game of healthy weight loss without having to give up your life in the process. And today, I know I've got a bit of a controversial title, Why Protein is the Most Important Food Group for Weight Loss. And I want to say off the bat that uh, all to me, there's no more food groups aren't more important than the other, right? I just think everyone should have a balanced diet and I hate it when people demonize certain food groups and they want people to cut them out of their diet based on no not much science and a lot of pseudoscience so i'm all for including all the food groups but the reason i say protein is the most important for weight loss is because uh, i listened to a lecture from a guy called professor Stu phillips he's basically what's known as a tier one research chair in skeletal muscle health and aging he's a professor of kinesiology he's one of the most cited uh, researchers on the planet in terms of protein and muscle building and muscle health and they also run a uh, activity center at their mcmaster's university in canada where they uh, take you know they record or they try and almost see how protein works in practice with older people because we get more anabolic and resistant and protein resistant as we get older so he's very much on the cutting edge of protein research and the practicality of it so he's been interviewed and work featured in more than 100 mainstream media as i said he has 350 scientific journal articles and now when you publish a journal article you have to get peer-reviewed by an equivalent board of experts to get your paper actually published so it's not just opinion a lot of it's based on fact and high levels of study and he gave this lecture last year or the year before to a symposium in holland to a group of sports scientists and nutritionists phd lectures everything so the stuff i'm bringing you here today is not me saying oh my guru is better than your guru it's from a really well established high level world-class expert on protein and i was really interested in this lecture about protein and its role for weight loss and i think it will help you and the more the more uh research that's gathered it seems that many experts actually believe that it's not the low carb in low carb diets that causes the weight loss it's more the it's more the protein that's kind of the magic ingredient so to start the lecture he basically established some ground rules for weight loss in other words, these are fundamentals that you should basically know already and understand. He said, number one, all weight ro- loss runs through energy balance or calorie deficit. Okay, so I've talked about that ad nauseum in previous podcasts. If you want, you can go back to episode two where I explain how weight loss actually works. It's a good quick podcast as a primer on weight loss. Number two, he said there's, there's no magic nutrient in weight loss, um, but there are some subtleties in terms of how certain food groups impact your weight loss and what type of weight is lost and he said no one one diet has not been shown to be much better than any other diet for weight loss so it's all about what you can stick to so he wanted to establish those three ground rules but he said he made a strong case for why protein is the most important food group for weight loss and he said most of your meals should be built with protein as a central macronutrient on your plate so a macronutrient is protein carbs or fats um So he basically wants to build your meals around that. Okay, so let's build a case for this and why he said protein was so important or the most important food group for weight loss. Uh, So he gave five main reasons. Number one was satiety. So when you stand each macronutrient on its own, protein, carbs, and fats, he said 
satiety or your feeling of fullness is greatest by far in acute and chronic settings when people eat protein versus the other uh, carbs and fats. So your feeling of fullness was greatest when you eat protein. And that can stop you from eating uh, calories or food between meals. And it can stop you overeating at meals. So it's super important. Number two, the thermic effect of protein. So protein has a higher thermic effect than carbs or fats. So what that means is uh, protein costs energy to digest. So Protein has a thermic effect of 20 to 35%. So basically, if you had 100 calories of protein, by the time you chewed it, digested it, absorbed it, it would cost about 20 to 35 calories alone just to digest that food. So it has a higher thermic effect. Carbohydrate has about a 5 to 10%. So if you had 100 calories, it would cost you 5 to 10 calories to digest and absorb it. And fat has basically not to 3%. So basically, when you eat fat, it's so easy to absorb and digest. It doesn't cost any energy to digest and absorb it. Uh, so unlike fat, which is very easily stored as fat, this is number three, it's very difficult to make fat from protein. Okay, so if you overeat protein, the body doesn't really convert protein to fat as efficiently as it does fat or carbohydrate. Number four, protein helps to preserve muscle mass and may increase your fat mass loss. Now, I've talked about this in the podcast episode right before this about how to lose fat and keep muscle. So if you want to get up to date on that, listen to the podcast episode. I think it's number 32. And number five, he said protein is nutrient dense. And this is important because when you're in a calorie deficit or you have a calorie budget, you need to think about how you're going to get all important nutrition and build a healthy diet. Now, so that's the five main reasons why he said protein was the most important group for weight loss, food group for weight loss. But he went on then, and I talked a little bit about this in the previous podcast, but I'll just go over it quickly again. He said, when we lose weight, we lose more than just fat. You know, weight loss involves the loss of your fat mass, your lean mass, which is kind of skeletal muscle and bone, and the loss of water and things like that. But when we lose weight, we want to lose as much fat and as little muscle as possible. And when we do lose weight, about 75% or 70% of every kilo lost is fat mass, 0.5 to 1% is bone loss, and about 25 to 30% of our weight, independent of exercise, comes from lean muscle. So if you're somebody who wants to optimize your body composition, in other words, you want to improve your ratio of body fat to muscle, or muscle to body fat, this would be really important if you were like a strength athlete, a weight class athlete, uh, or a physique competitor, or just a general, somebody who wants to look better, feel better, perform better, fit into their clothes nicely. You don't want to be losing too much muscle. You want to be losing uh, body fat. So for most of us, we don't just want to lose weight. We want to lose fat. And in the lecture, Professor Phillips looked at a couple of systematic reviews of higher versus low protein diets and what it would look like with weight loss and or body composition changes now a high quality systematic review is kind of like it's described as the most reliable source of evidence to guide clinical practice okay so it's the purpose of a systematic review is to deliver kind of like a like a meticulous summary of all the available primary research research in response to a question so uh, in this case the researchers wanted to look at the effects of a calorie-restricted, high-protein, low-fat diet versus a standard-protein, low-fat diet to see the effects on the type of weight that was lost and the overall weight that was actually lost. And the summaries, the studies summarize that higher-protein diets absolutely favor weight loss and better quality weight loss. And I talked about that again in the last podcast about the quality of weight loss. He said body weight loss favors diets that are higher in protein. There's no exact value. But if protein was higher in one dietary group than the other, then the higher protein caused greater weight loss. So the higher protein diets also favor 
greater fat mass loss and a greater lean mass retention, so greater retention of your muscle tissue. And this is like the, the gold standard that we want. We want to lose fat and keep our muscle, and that's what makes us look, feel, and perform better. He said, lean mass comprises of your muscle and bone and a few other tissues, but skeletal muscle is kind of the main component of lean mass. So when we talk about lean mass, that's what we're talking about, mostly skeletal muscle. And he said, remember, we, we want to have enough nutrients in our diet. And it's so important when we go into a calorie deficit to lose weight that if you take certain foods out of your diet, you need to be careful that you don't compromise your health when losing weight. And this is what a lot of diets miss. You know, they get you to cut out entire food groups or they lower your protein, or they lower your fat, or they lower your carb. And you've got to think about your overall health as well and your performance. You know, Professor Phillips decided to do a study on nutrient-dense sources of protein and how they would be advantageous to weight loss. And one of the trials was called the IDEAL trial. So IDEAL stands for Improving Diet, Exercise, and Lifestyle. And they basically showed that women who were low dairy consumers and were instructed to eat more dairy and then weight train five days a week and two days of aerobic training actually uh, lost more weight and kept more muscle when they consumed more dairy, right? So he had a few groups in the study. He had a group that had low dairy. He had a group with three serves of dairy per day and a high dairy group with six serves of dairy per day. And basically, the study showed that all the groups lost similar weight, regardless of the number of serves of dairy and higher protein. But it was the higher dairy group that gained a little bit of lean muscle and got stronger in their training. Now, as I said, there wasn't much difference in body weight, but a difference in the composition of weight that was lost. So that's important, okay? Plus, a lot of people are scared of dairy. You know, when they got people into the study, 158 people declared that they were lactose intolerant, but when they actually tested them, only two people were actually lactose intolerant. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the media that scares people off dairy. But the whole research says it's not as bad as people think. It's not as inflammatory as people think. And it actually improves weight loss and it keeps muscle tissue. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and eat dairy. This is not an advertisement for dairy. The whole point was the higher protein diets resulted in better fat mass loss and better lean muscle retention. So overall, during weight loss, higher dairy intakes resulted in greater fat mass loss and less mass gain when combined with exercise. So it's a, he also wanted to point out that um, exercise is very what's called anabolic and it's much greater in potency for hanging on to lean muscle and diet. So exercise is also really, really important for hanging on to lean muscle, okay? But he also said, very importantly, the faster weight loss often meant greater loss of lean muscle. And he, he, he saw this in study after study. He said slow weight loss sh showed more fat loss and a greater retention of muscle. And there was an important study in the International Journal of Sports Nutrition that showed this. Now, I'm going to go off tangent a wee bit here, but he, there was a bit that he covered that I thought was quite interesting. And it was about how muscle mass is actually relegated. And I know some of these terms are going to be a bit technical, but I'm going to try and explain it in layman's terms as well. Uh, and give you an overall summary. So there's a pro process that goes on to the body called muscle protein synthesis. This is basically where the body builds new proteins. It happens in all your organs, but muscle protein synthesis is the process of building specifically muscle protein. And this muscle protein synthesis and muscle protein breakdown, it kind of fluctuates over the course of the day and on a meal per meal basis. And over time, you either get a net gain or a net loss of muscle over the course of a day. So, but when you add weight training, you get a very anabolic response every time you eat protein. So the two combine, increase the muscle protein synthesis and reduce the muscle protein breakdown. So you get an amplified response every time you eat protein. 
and even between meals and after weight training and it diminishes the kind of breakdown effect okay so you put yourself in a very positive anabolic environment your body so it, it wants to hold on in this muscle and it wants to reduce muscle loss so the main aim of weight training is to hang on to lean muscle tissue in your body. I always see people saying, oh, I burned 300 calories in my weight training, but cardio burns a lot more, so it's better for weight loss. But no, there's two sides to the coin. You don't want to be losing muscle when you're on a, a fat loss or a calorie deficit. And there was another important element of uh, protein uh, called leucine. Now, leucine is an amino acid, which seems to trigger the muscle building process. So you want proteins that are higher in this amino acid called leucine and leucine is very high in dairy and animal proteins and then we have soy protein which is the highest non-animal based equivalent but eating dairy and animal proteins uh seem to have this higher amount of leucine which triggered the muscle building process now i'm not telling you to eat dairy and animal protein you can eat vegetarian sources of protein you just have to eat a lot more of them so especially when you're in a calorie deficit and again, I don't know if, if you listened to the last podcast, you would have heard me talk about a story where uh, Stu Phillips did a famous study where they controlled people's diets for 28 days and they put the people in a 40% calorie deficit. So what that means is if you needed 2,000 calories to maintain your weight, he had them eating 1,200 calories a day and they exercised six days a week. And he said at the end of the 28 days, he had to go in and do a muscle biopsy. He said the people were hangry. He said they were angry and they were hungry. And he had two groups and one of them had 1.2 grams per kilogram per day uh, of uh, protein and the other group ate 2.4 grams per kilogram of body weight per day and the protein was timed exactly post-exercise and he said in 28 days everyone got stronger everyone got faster but the real take-home message was that the average fat loss was about 3.5 kilograms some higher some lower but the higher protein group actually gained lean muscle mass so in summary protein is a centrally important nutrient in weight loss not because of the total weight lost but because of the composition of the weight that's lost so it's really important that you, when you lose weight, you want to lose fat and not muscle. He said more protein from nutrient-dense sources would help maintain lean body muscle during weight loss. He said a higher leucine content of protein may be important, but more data is needed there. And he said simultaneous fat mass and lean mass gain or simultaneous fat mass loss and lean mass gain is possible, but not without some really, really hard work. So you have to bust your ass in the gym four or five times a week and work really hard so i think again it comes down to you just balancing your protein throughout the day eat spreading your protein throughout the day and doing resistance training a couple of times a week and that helps with weight loss the type of weight loss gets you into that nice lean toned athletic shape if that's what you're after but i just want to finish by saying protein is really really important because we need it consistently in order to grow maintain and repair our tissues and our hormones and our immune system and you know we all need a bare minimum of protein to prevent issues like losing muscle mass having skin hair and nail problems healing more slowly if you get cuts or bruises experiencing mood swings and being more likely to break bones so and unless you have a specific medical reason to keep protein intake low most people will actually benefit from eating more protein and the specific benefits of a higher protein diet include better appetite control because it improves that feeling of fullness between meals and after meals it you know promotes better weight and body composition management because higher protein intakes can help people eat less when they're trying to lose fat and it can eat, increase the number of calories burned through digestion remember through that thermic effect of food i talked about earlier and it can help retain muscle mass during fat loss 
protein, higher protein diets promote muscle growth or maintenance. So by keeping protein levels high combined with exercise, it helps people gain vital muscle mass and hang on to it over time, especially as you age. It becomes more important as you age, as you hit your 40s, 50s, and 60s and beyond. Higher protein in diets have been shown to have improved cardiometabolic health because it can help lower blood pressure, improve blood sugar regulation, improve blood cholesterol, and more. It can help with your strength because higher amounts of protein combined with exercise can also aid in strength gains. It's even been shown to improve immune function because proteins are the building blocks of antibodies and serve several functions in the immune system. And it can also promote faster recovery. And I'll promote, I'll actually put a link to a study uh, or a great article that Precision Nutrition did about plant-based protein. If you're worried about, I can't eat animal protein or I really struggle to eat dairy, well, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll put a link to the article about plant-based protein and then you can make your own uh, decisions based off that. So there you go. Probably went on a bit longer than usual. <laughs> but I just wanted to show why protein, I think, and many researchers think that, Protein is probably the most important food group for weight loss, and you should build your meals around it. Obviously, the simplest way to build a meal plate is to have half your plate of vegetables and fruit or fruit, and then a good third of a good source of protein, and then a good third of starchy carbohydrate. You can't really go wrong, okay, unless you have a preference for more protein and less veg. I don't know, but you can cut your keep your calories low. Keep yourself full up. You won't get as many cravings. You'll keep all your muscle. You perform better in the gym. There's no negatives here, and as I say, I think it's well worth some that you should look at uh, in your diet and see if you can eat your protein evenly throughout the day. A lot of people uh, double dose protein at night because they don't eat either skip breakfast or they don't eat protein in the morning. But I think it's better to distribute your protein throughout the day. So there we go. Took 17 minutes for me to say why protein was the most important food group for weight loss. But anyway, I thought it was worthwhile covering. As usual, please, please, please leave a rating for the podcast if you get something from this. If you're learning, you're improving your knowledge, the more ratings I get, the more people listen to the show and the more I can spread the message. And as I say, I'm trying to bring you unbiased uh, nutrition and fitness information to help you lose weight sensibly, improve your performance, improve your health, improve the shape of your body if that's what your goal is. So it's Easter here. It's Good Friday tomorrow. Please have a lovely Easter. Eat some chocolate. Um, I'm going to eat some chocolate. Get right back on track when you come back keep your protein up, keep your exercise up and have a great weekend with friends and family. I'll be back soon with another podcast. Have a great day and thanks for listening.